Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Oh boy, are we in for a treat today. I have got a dynamic guest. She's accomplished. She's making a difference in this world. And this lady knows how to kick ass. Erin Mahoney is the CEO and founder of Girl Power Go. She's a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, and she's a veteran. Erin has over 29 years of experience in health and fitness industry while serving in the United States Air Force. She's a best-selling author of Girl Power Go and a program, the Girl Power Program. She's a certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor, and specialized certifications in yoga and kickboxing. She's also studied meditation and relaxation at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. But what I really love about this woman is that she's the CEO of the company Girl Power Go, and it's empowering young women everywhere, and their mothers, too. She recently published her third book, Positive Vibes for Women, which we're going to talk about today, and she's a contributing writer for Aspire magazine. What Erin loves to do is inspire people to dream big, to live a life with positive impact, and she loves helping them get there. When she's not speaking, training, or writing, this girl is down at uh, Gillette Stadium watching her New England Patriots. So, Erin, it's an honor to have you on today. Thank you so much, Mel. What an introduction. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you look very, back and say, how did we get here? Yeah, right? You're a fun lady. You've got a lot going on. Um, but what I love about your work is that you're starting with young girls. Because if we can plant the proper seeds in young, young girls, that means they're going to grow up and have a life where they live with confidence, uh, they know their worth, and that's so important because, let me tell you, I didn't have any growing up, and I really didn't find myself until I was 40 years old. So what right. you do is so important. Well, thank you. And a little quote about you, Pierre, from your book, and then we're going to get right into this. Pain is pain. But suffering is the avoidance of pain. When we avoid the pain and we don't move through or heal it, we just continue to suffer. And I know you have a backstory that's had some challenges. So let's start there. What's kind of inspired your work? And okay. we're going to get right into the book. All right. Fantastic. Um, and thank you so much. You know, this platform is really what I, you know, want to do. I want to reach more people, more young girls and more women. And I think like you, I also didn't really find myself and, and understand my self-worth until I was an adult in my forties, really, you know, and so the path and the journey is long. Uh, and I think that there were a lot of things that happened to me personally. You know, my mom was, um, an incredibly strong human being. She was, um, a single mom to my sister and I from the time that I was two and my sister was five. Um, my dad lived in the same town as us. 
um, was a great coach to a lot of people, but not a great father. And so I think that we don't want those things to affect us later in life, but of course they do. And, uh, and my company really started because of a need. And so, um, you know, I had my niece was really struggling with, uh, she was shy and some girls were picking on her and, uh, I needed to find a way to help her to be brave and courageous while still being loving and kind. And so through all of that discovery and just kind of practicing, um, loving kindness and, and sharing that mission, it grew and grew and grew until, you know, now uh, I never thought that I'd write a book. I, I really couldn't read when I was in the first grade, like really struggled. My mom used to drag me to a program. My older sister recently told me she remembers me crying. And, you know, I think I blocked some of that out, but I felt stupid and ashamed and embarrassed. And now I, I know as I speak to people, you know, hundreds, thousands of people feel this way. And so when we can share that and say, those things don't have to hold you back. I want to teach people to crush fear, to dream big, huge, crazy dreams. You know, that I teach girls when it, if it makes you feel like you have butterflies or almost sick to your stomach, go there because that's where all the good stuff lies. Uh, you know, and, and so it's just really been so fun and, uh, and seeing transformation. I do something that was from that reading class. They had me draw a self portrait. Uh, when I first went into this program, it was about probably a 10 week program. And then I did one at the end. And so I've incorporated that into my youth programs and girls draw themselves the size of a raisin when they, when they come. And then at the end, their head doesn't fit on the page. They draw their braces. And I mean, there's, there's no denying that that's transformation. They feel bigger and brighter than when they arrived. And, uh, and that's awesome, you know, and women too. We're all, we're all girls. I had the same struggle as you did as a kid. I had trouble reading and I had to go to remedial reading classes and I felt stupid. And it, right. and, and then that made me afraid to, speak up in a class, to stand up and answer things, and it just compounded and compounded and compounded. So, again, for me to write a book, and now I'm number two, and I've been in several others, it's like, whoa, baby, where did all that come from? Right, right. Well, it comes from the drive and from the heart and the belief. I think for me that I need to say I am enough, that I am not stupid, and, and I am just as worthy as anybody else for success. I just need to believe in myself, and maybe I need to work a little harder. Maybe I need to take my time a little bit more. Maybe I need to proofread. You know, now we have these things. I, I laugh and I say sometimes I wrote some great books. I'm so proud of my books. Um, but thank goodness for spell check or whatever or editors right if you don't know how to do it put together a team that can help you that supports you and wants you to be successful well i loved positive vibes here it is right here thank and you what i loved about this that it had a very unique approach the six powers of you oh. yeah i loved it and so I'd like you to talk about those powers and what they are and how we you know, put them into play and use them in their lives. So what I feel the six powers were things that really helped me to transform and, and fall in love with myself. And I think we forget that we deserve to love ourselves. And um, especially as women, we're always doing so many things. You know, we second guess and we feel guilty. And so as I moved through my journey, I thought this is a message I need and want to share with others. And so our six powers is, uh, you know, the power of you, the power of self-love, 
the power of um, sitting in the pain, as I call it. And I love that you chose that quote, because I think sometimes we're so in a hurry to push our pain aside that we never really get past it. You know, I mentioned my mom and, and she waitressed raising us. And so she used to always say, you can't get past anything if you don't go straight through it. And I love that. And so that's sitting in the pain. Sometimes we just need to honor our painful feelings. And from that, you can move on to forgiveness. And then the next power is the power of letting go. And then the power of goal setting. And even when we're setting goals that, you know, many of us think we, you know, I'm big about goal setting, but I needed to really learn to be gentle with my goals too. And realize if a goal changes, it doesn't mean I stink or I've failed. It means that that thing that used to be really important to me, maybe isn't that important anymore. What's meaningful and letting those goals change and loving that you have the power to do that, to say, you know, I I thought it was going to look like this, but it doesn't. So what? It looks like something else. So, and really just making decisions from a place of meaning. This power of sitting in the pain, I think is one of the most profound lessons that you can teach. Because you're right, we, we step over pain, we ignore it, we push it aside. But if we could understand that what's ever happening is causing us pain, is really here to teach us, to inspire us to grow, to help us to make different choices in our life that won't cause us pain in the future. And the only way you can get through all of that is to feel it, truly feel it, and not be afraid of it, and understand it's it's okay to feel pain. You don't want to stay there and be a victim of it and be tied to it. But you've got to feel it in order to process it and then to be able to grow from it. Right. Absolutely. And and my own pain, you know, when I wrote this book, I'm blessed and I don't look at my life in a way that, um, you know, that I have a lot of pain, but probably one of the things I didn't realize was even I plan on certainly was going to come out of this book was that there was a lot of pain around my dad, around not having him there. And, um, and just the growth that I really have genuinely forgiven him. I think that, you know, for us, my parents got married really early and not everyone's cut out to be a great parent. And whether it comes from my grandparents who weren't super, you know, fuzzy, loving, it doesn't, I had to realize none of that matters. And his absence had nothing to do with me and my sister. It had everything to do with what he's going on and being able to be okay with that, you know, um, Every child, I think, wants to have their parents in their life, but sometimes that's not the path, and that's okay. And and knowing that um, that we can still have amazing lives and an amazing life and amazing relationships, you know, for me it was very freeing to feel like if if this person comes back into my life, I'm ready for whatever it looks like. Uh, you know, one conversation every ten years or, or nothing, or or growing back into that. Um, but that's, it's, it's so powerful for us to let go of things that have hurt us, uh, and, you know, and having that awareness that it doesn't mean I'm a doormat either. Right. It just means I'm okay with you and, and we're different. It sounds like you've gotten yourself to a place of unconditional love for this man. And this is the topic of the book I'm writing right now, Broken Open, is that the painful experiences can take us to the gateway of unconditional love if we allow the pain, if we feel it, if we 
work with it as a lesson. And that's exactly what you did. You're in a place of peace with him. I'm so peaceful with him. And I feel like, you know, it's helped me with all of my relationships, which is kind of ironic, right? Because this was such a pain point. And I had to face that writing this book. And I, like I said, I don't even think I realized it. Um, but gosh, it was so healing. And then talking about letting go and, and even letting, you have to let yourself off the hook. You have to forgive and love you before you can completely do that for others, right? I can't wait to read your book because I'm sure it's fabulous and I love that that title. You know, it's it, it really is about breaking it open and, and saying, I'm going to have this open, forgiving heart. And, um, and, and it just, I think then you attract all of that too. You know, I certainly had struggles in my business. Like everyone, I thought, why doesn't it, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's such a great time to do what you do. And I'm sitting back saying, I've been doing what I've been doing for like 10 years, you know, just focusing on girl power and girls issues and women and lifting them up. Uh, I'm glad everyone's on board right now, but uh, you know, it's a long, it's a long path. And then there's so much growth you know, in that, but I was, you know, there were times where I thought, what am I doing? Should I go get a regular job? And then there was that pull that said, no way. You know, if I can help one girl or one woman feel bigger, brighter, stronger, more fearless, more loving, I'm, I'm doing good work. I'm never stopping that work. <laughs> I know you've touched more than one girl. Well, I've seen yeah, you in action, now, honey. You are good. Yes, yes. And now we say millions. You know, I used to say I want to impact thousands upon thousands. And now with the power of, of social media and technology, we really can, you know, reach beyond borders, more than my wildest dreams. I have a girl right now that's, um, you know, I've been talking with in Japan. We're talking with people um, in the UK. We're talking with people in Africa. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then working with veterans, it's helped me to reconnect with my military family, which I've missed, um, you know, to be able to do the energy work that you mentioned, meditation. I also do a lot of um, tapping, a lot of EFT tapping, and, uh, and, and that's work that I love so much, you know, and it works for, for young girls and for women, you know, tools to heal. Yeah. And what's great is the seeds that you plant in these young women, they're going to carry forward. And they'll start teaching their daughters. So it's, you know, it's the ripple in the pond. Right. Absolutely. And people used to say to me, Mel, you know, isn't that too early? These are really big concepts. And I was teaching, you know, first and second grade. And I said, no, this is, this is when this issue happened and took place and giving girls tools and strategies to care about each other and also stick up for themselves. You know, that's kind of a slippery slope. Those are skills that need to be learned and not everybody knows those skills, you know, and, and seeing it's, it started with my niece. She's, she's getting her license next week. I can't believe it. You know, this was the little girl that we put on the bus, you know, and said, go be brave. Uh, and, and she exudes this, um, this way of living of, you know, including people and, and loving their differences and accepting people as they are, that we can have really great friends, but we don't always have to agree or have the same beliefs. You know, just that power of acceptance. That's, that was, is so beautiful because in this day and age, we all know what bullying is about. We've seen the ramifications of very young children being attacked 
We've seen suicides. We've seen all kinds of tragedies related to bullying. So to teach children the principles of acceptance and loving one another, and that they're, you know, they're all equal, and you're, you, you can, it's okay to be different. You don't right. have to be exactly like somebody else. I was so different as a kid because I was tall. I was skinny. My ears stuck out. I didn't look like my friends. I was six inches taller than everybody. It caused great trauma. If I only had that understanding and belief that it was okay right. that you would have really eliminated an awful lot of pain and craziness and chaos yeah sure right and I think that helping kids to understand that that we are all different and imagine you know I teach them like imagine if we were all the same it would be so boring right that would be weird that would be strange you know, and uh, and then women. You know, this book really grew. Positive vibes for women grew out of educators and parents and and other leaders saying, "We need these same lessons, Erin." You know, what what about us? And I thought, oh man. You know, the first two books took me uh, two years, and it was probably about fifteen years worth of work. Um, Positive vibes for women. I banged out in about six weeks. You know, the content was there, and it was kind of just writing about my experiences and, and growth and how to have um, a positive vibration. Beautiful. The power of letting go. I think this is a real challenge for women because um, we drag our past around like it's an old piece of luggage. We never want to let it go. We carry these old stories. We use them to define our current reality, which is, you know, it's, it, it's, Ridiculous. And I think women need to understand, let go of this stuff. You can actually rewrite the story if you want it. You know, right. create a new reality from it. It doesn't have to be the same old, same old over and over again. But for some odd reason, I mean, our lives are like a movie on a screen. And we're, we're watching it. We're observing it. But for some reason, we put it on pause when something bad happens, and then we keep replaying, 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 and we get stuck. We end up living like a victim to something. How do you teach women to let go? Well, and I, um, and that's so true. I agree with everything you said. You said it beautifully. You know, we I first start with telling them, you know, to really look at who's keeping you on the hook, as I like to say it. The only one keeping you on the hook is you. No one saying, oh my gosh, she did that thing five years ago or 10 years ago. I know that I had, we all have behaviors and actions and things that we've done that one, we don't really want to take responsibility for because they're painful, you know, and two, um, that we, that we then though continue to hang on to secretly and, and just, um, teaching women that you're the only one that's doing that to you. No one's paying attention, right? Um, that thing that you said that you shouldn't have to that person, they're not thinking about that on a regular basis. They've long forgiven you or forgotten. And so just teaching women how to, um, you know, let go of, of this broken recording. You know, as you say, we play it over and over and over. And um, I call it like the gift of surrender, too, is that I'm going to surrender to this thing that has kept me um, unhappy or hurting or feeling I'm not enough. You know, we all make mistakes and we all get to move on. You know, you get to say, I'm moving on. I'm leaving that in my past. And then maybe even practicing strategies to do that. Write it down on a piece of paper you know, rip it up and throw it in the trash. Whatever you need to actually, if there's an action that needs to go with that thing, do it and, and let it empower you. 
Um, a little fire is always fun. <laughs> One of my most favorite words, because I'm in recovery. So, you know, as long as my will was running the show, it was a shit show. When I gave up my will and said, you know, my higher power, take over. When I surrendered, my life changed just like that. I never picked up a drink again, which is a very unusual story. I mean, that's not the way it goes. But I totally surrendered. I said, I am done. I'm not doing this anymore. And if women could just learn to surrender, what happens is when we do that, all of a sudden, all these options open up for us. Now we get to choose. Well, maybe I'll do that. Well, maybe I'll do that. No, I don't like that. That doesn't feel as good as that. So I'm going to go do this. Surrender is the pathway to creating exactly what you want because now the blinders are off. You get to see, oh my, it's like, it's like being at a buffet table. Oh, yeah, look at this. How do you? It's crystal clear. Yeah. I feel like for me, I had great clarity when I thought, I don't have to live in that, in that story anymore. Like you said, we get to rewrite the story. You know, that's not my story anymore. That does not define me. That makes me human. That makes me um, grow. Right. Those are those opportunities you mentioned. Those are the pieces that that make us who we are. And then teaching women, you get to decide how you want to show up. You know, sometimes I give a little tough love and say, how do you want to show up to your life? You know, do you want to be on that borderline of I'm a victim? Oh, poor me. I've made so many mistakes. The shit show. Or do you want to say I'm a powerhouse and I'm not playing that anymore. And that story is over. You know, I'm here to. To, to do great things. I believe all people have the power to do incredible things. Um, so, once women surrender, they let go of all the crap, they, you know, they, now they're going to have to take action. And I think this is where the goal setting comes in. Uh, how do you inspire women to start to take action, to have the confidence to take action and take new steps, new ways of living life? Uh, I think some of the biggest ways are to, first of all, I um, push them right out of their comfort zone. You know, I help them to start. I feel like a daily positive practice is super important. So how are we going to, how's the new way that we're going to talk to ourselves that it's not going to be, I can't anymore, or I'm not enough. It's going to be, I am worthy. I am healthy. I am safe. I am strong. I am powerful. You know, and maybe give them five statements when they, a nice little trick um, to help people to get into that space when they can't think of anything as you you know surprisingly as that may sound to some women to others it's very relatable that they can't think of one thing just nice thing to say to themselves and so I ask them to think of someone that they deeply love whether it's their children or their partner or their spouse write those write write five things about them that you know to be true and then I say those are yours they're true about you too so start with a positive daily practice and then whatever makes you feel the most uncomfortable those are the goals we want to set. That's the stuff I want you to go for. And then helping them to peel away what the fear is and seeing that fear isn't real. It's, it's in our head. And so there's no need to be afraid, you know, and, and it's okay to feel nervous, but don't get stuck in fear, uh, you know, push through and then decide how meaningful the goal is and look at them often because those goals can be changing, especially in the beginning. You know, what we think we want and what we think is going to make us happy may not be even close, uh, you know. I love your take on fear. It's exactly in alignment with what I teach. 
Fear is something we manufacture. It doesn't exist. Fear is our personal perception of what's happening out there that creates that discomfort. It, it, it's, it's manufactured. So change, obviously, is a scary thing. Anytime we're going to change, we're going to do something new, it's, it's frightening. And to empower these women with the, the fact that move through the fear, feel it anyways, understand it's something you're creating, and if you get on the other side of that, now you get to pick and choose what feels good. And at first, those decisions may be the right ones, and then you may find out, no, that's not quite right. This would feel better, which is so much about the law of attraction and bringing what we want into our lives. So once they've gone through your process and they've done the letting go and the, the power of goal setting, how do you keep them in that place of positivity so that they don't start slipping back to their old ways, girl? Right. Well, and that's, that's a tricky one. And we have all strategies for that. The key, this book, I wanted to actually be a really sweet book that ladies, you know, my vision was that they put it in their purse. And when they need a little pick me up, they, they read it. And there are a few little worksheets in there. Even, you know, I talk about journaling and I talk about tapping. And my hope is that by the end of the read, you know, or any, uh, things that they do with us, that they have the tools that, you know, they're identifying and seeing their triggers. That's the first piece is to notice that heightened awareness. And then what can I do to bring myself back? I see you and I'm not going to give you any of my energy, right? I'm not going to feed into that piece. Um, it's funny. I share the definition of fear in one of my classes. Um, it's called discover the badass within she's dying to get out. And I love that one. And we talk about fear. If you look up the definition, it's says it is the belief that something dangerous or hurtful is going to happen. So if you don't allow yourself to be in that belief, that's it. That's the fear is just your thought of it. Right. And so just helping them to have that heightened awareness, notice their triggers and then say, I'm going to change this. This is where I get to change the story. I used to react this way. I used to feel guilt. I used to second guess. I used to say I wasn't enough. I'm not playing that way anymore. I am enough. I'm worthy. I see you. We're not doing that dance. You know, I call, I sometimes talk about the dance. We dance with people or we don't. We dance with food or we don't. You know, there's all these things and, and saying, am I doing the dance? Does this feel really good to me? Um, am I in a movement where I feel comfortable or do I feel restricted? Do I feel anxious? You know, your body lets you know. It, it's a magnificent, um, you know, way to kind of recalibrate you know, and, and gain perspective is to just listen to what you're feeling, you know, Body. and then, and then those gifts of, I might need to meditate for a few minutes. I might need to tap. I might need to write down some positive affirmations, you know, because I, I see that thing that wants me to get off track. Our bodies are the best barometers we were ever given as to what we should and should not do. Absolutely. And the physical, I mean, I've had situations before where you feel so nervous, you break out in hives, right? We see that, you know, you're like blotchy you're or whatever. That's just a personal experience. And so clearly my body is saying, don't go into this space. <laughs> this is not good for you. <laughs> right. And then I start tapping. <laughs> um, but uh, so I think that is, is giving them, you know, an array 
of, of different ways to love themselves. If it's yoga, meditation, and knowing I can take this time for me. I need this time. I deserve this. Uh, you know, treating themselves in this new way. Beautiful. Erin, tell the audience where they can find you. Somebody wants to reach out to you. I've got your book right here. They can get it on Amazon, Positive Vibes for Women. How can the audience reach you? Um, well, we'd love to connect with people through our social media or through our website. So they can go to our website, which is girlpowergo.com. Um, Instagram right now is a really fun place for us where we're sharing a lot of content and inspiration, um, pictures of girls and women just loving their lives, which makes me so happy. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and our Facebook page, of course. And then our books are on Barnes & Noble um, and you know, lots of different platforms as well as Amazon, as you mentioned. Awesome. Wonderful. Bless you, girl. You're doing something that's so important out there. Thank you so much. I'm, I feel so blessed and grateful that our paths crossed, Mel. I, I really do that. mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, you're doing incredible work, too, and you're such an inspiration. So thank you for helping me and, and so many others to empower and, and share the love. It's well, powerful. It's my mission. I, I know this girl, and we will never stop. <laughs> I want women to love themselves first. Me too. Deeply crazy in love with themselves, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. Big work. And, and there can't possibly be too many of us doing this work. No. So you, be well, my friend. You too, dear. <laughs> thank you so much for being on today. Beautiful. As, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalDwayneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.